It's a great pleasure to welcome Brent Flint, who is the Head of Enterprise Applications at Dimension Data. Brent, it's great to have you on the program and uh, welcome. How are you doing? Yeah, fantastically well. Thanks, Aki, and uh, great to be here. Thank you for hosting. That's awesome. Tell me, as the Head of Enterprise Applications at Dimension Data, what, what do you do? What does your job entail? Aki, we... Um... We are largely uh, an ERP applications provider in my particular practice. So, so we big players in the SAP ERP space, as well as Oracle and and Microsoft. So, we kind of pride ourselves of being uh, specialists in particular areas, but being able to address our clients' need, agnostic of the OEM. Fantastic. Well, I mean, when you talk about ERP, it's kind of central to every organization, right? You get the ERP wrong, uh, whatever digital transformation you put into an organization, uh, it goes horribly wrong. And I guess there are challenges as well that uh, ERP migrations, you often hear of these kind of challenges. So with that, with that in mind, and you look at the businesses that are out there, what kind of challenges do these businesses face yeah. when it comes to ERP migrations? Yeah. Okay, so I, I could uh, go on forever, but let me let me try and be quite succinct. I think when you, when you look at a, an application migration or an ERP moving to cloud, yeah, often we are fixated on only the ERP, um, but there's a lot of other um, sort of elements in that full tech stack that have to be considered. So you know, you look at your underlying hyperscaler performance, you look at your applications, uh, you've got to consider your network. Uh, your security posture, so so quite a bit that needs to be thought of, and and I mean the only the only thing I would suggest is that you know you you can't go into this thing with a a piecemeal approach. You've got to look at a holistic approach on that full stack. And and I mean a simple example is if an application is migrated into into a cloud environment, uh, and you don't consider things like uh, network latency, uh, as an example, you know your 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 experience is manifested on the desktop in terms of slow responses and unable to transact or bad client experience but you you know the real source of that uh, of that issue is uh, bandwidth in the network so so when you look at these migrations it's really important to consider all of the elements in the in the stack and i think that's uh, that's a consideration that uh, many of our clients in the market uh, sometimes overlook you know we've got to you got to look at that holistic approach to to taking an application into cloud, and uh, as you all know, there are going to be dependencies. You know, you talk about an SAP or an Oracle or Microsoft being your core ERP, but there are always uh, other components that link into and require integration. So we, you know, you're never just moving one application. That's uh, yeah. And in a, in a recent case, we had 120 other apps that migrated with a core ERP. So and they're all wow. integration points. Yeah. So I guess so what you what I'm hearing from you it it can get quite complex um, and and you know you mentioned the 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 latency you know it's such a simple thing right but uh, you actually when you look at it from a holistic point of view as you mentioned you can understand how latency can cause massive challenges and the overall experience of using the platform is you know you can spend millions on the platform if the latency is wrong it uh, it's everything is is pointless right correct. And I and I give you a, a good example. We recently moved a, a large manufacturing environment cloud, and one of the one of the sort of business requirements was to de-risk themselves. So so they looked for an offshore location, and they're a global operation. 
And uh, one of the things that we were able to do is a latency test based on the user base. So, you know, we ended up hosting the application, the core ERP in Singapore, because that made the most sense from a, a latency point of view. And most of the most of the users, uh, you know, were either European-based or, or Asia-Pacific. So, so that was a more central location. But yeah, that's that's just a simple example. Like there, there are, yeah, there are many yeah. many ways of going about it. And and I and I suppose what I'm what I'm suggesting is that you really you really have to plan that journey to cloud, and you have to plan it holistically. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. Uh, you talk about the cloud a lot, Brent. Um, why would a client move to the cloud or not? You know, uh, keep it on prem. And everyone seems to be moving to the cloud, and there's a lot of stuff going up there. And it does make a lot more sense in most cases. But why would people move to the cloud with yeah. with, uh, with an ERP system? I think there are a couple of reasons. Okay, and I'll, I'll touch on a few. Some of them are technical reasons. So let me give you an example there. You, you know, your your on-prem hardware equipment comes to end of life, or it's not performing, or it's not stable, uh, and you then instead of refreshing your infrastructure and managing it yourself, you put that into one of the large hyperscalers, AWS, Microsoft, Google, whatever it may be. So, so those those technical reasons would, would uh, pertain to stability, data centers. I mean, a big uh, impact to us uh, in in South Africa is obviously your power supply. You know, so, so a lot of people are saying, listen, I don't want to deal mm. with uh, escalating diesel costs and escalating uh, sort of uh, rerouting and redundancy in DR. So let me put my environment into the cloud with a managed services partner. And you can kind of tick that box. So I, I wouldn't suggest that it's something that you take off the radar in terms of monitoring and managing. But at least you, you know, you're not dealing with those sort of day-to-day operational aspects of keeping your your environment, uh, your mission critical environment uh, up to speed. And then, so that's the sort of technical infrastructure stuff. But then if you look at some um, the application side of the business, there's also, and there's a requirement. And, and uh, you know, if you think back to COVID times, all of a sudden, all of our, our clients needed to have a, an ability to transact as an e-commerce uh, platform. And, uh, you know, a lot of these are pre-built. You can get into them quickly. You can integrate them into your existing ERP. Um, so, so businesses are also looking to transform and, and digitize, as you uh, as you suggested earlier. And uh, one of the ways to do yeah. that is to move to you know, cloud-based technology because you can do it pretty quickly. It's best practice. They've often thought about the the sort of optimizing of your business processes and and how you know, you can protect yourself against software refreshes. Uh, yeah. So, so a pile of reasons and I. I think it's it's also you know there's a gross generalization Aki, in terms of people saying yeah you know, these are the five reasons you go to cloud. I I would suggest that um, you know they're never the same. Um, you know if you look at different business requirements, different maturities. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's not a cookie cut approach. Uh, there are methodologies that de-risk you, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very personal kind of uh, or business specific engagement. So. Uh- you know, so those are, those are great reasons to migrate. And of course, you know, it all talks about elasticity and agility within an organization. And, and I think that it just makes more sense. You know, every one of those arguments you put forward really makes a lot more sense for an organization. And, and we know that in the world that we're living in today, organizations need to be agile. Yep. They need to have that kind of speed and they need to be able to move quickly. But how do you actually manage and measure the success of the cloud migration. Is that even possible? 
Yeah, I think, and uh, I spoke to sort of a, a recipe, and, and uh, we've certainly developed a number of methodologies that will help us accelerate uh, cloud migration. Now one, now, one of the big challenges, Aki, that we have with migration of ERP into, into cloud is data or custom code. Now, you can imagine the ERP environment that's been sort of on-prem for a number of years. There's a whole lot of customization that has taken place. And you need to have the ability to really fast track to a, to a standard or best practice way of managing those application outputs. But also, you know, things like your data. You know, the biggest, one of the two of the biggest challenges we face in, in, in client uh, or ERP migrations would be data quality uh, being the one thing. But then also the, the resistance to change in the organization. So, you know, if you've been manufacturing uh, in a certain way for a number of years, very, very hard to uh, suggest to a logistics director or a manufacturing factory uh, environment that the process change. And that part of, the, that part of moving to cloud it, you know, entails uh, an executive appetite to adopt best practice and to buy into evergreen uh, yeah, kind of uh, software and, and performance enhancements over, the, over, over time. The other thing I suppose is you also get in, in that package is uh, almost a, a governance structure that comes with your security posture with, and, and limits any of the code development. So there are lots of, uh, there are lots of platforms mm. now that help us with that. But uh, we certainly have a, what we call a factory, a conversion factory, which brings a methodology and has some data management and automated, uh, automated tool sets that help us cleanse that data and get it into the new environment quickly. Uh, you know, one of those, one of those considerations, Aki, is uh, when you do do that move is, you know, how long will you be offline for? Um, and we've just taken mm -hmm. a, a large uh, financial institution uh, production environment uh, sort of uh, over, over a 48-hour period and brought them up in the cloud on, on, on the Sunday evening as per the project plan. Obviously, you know, you want to do things like taking your test and dev and, and your DR environments first so that you've got, you mitigate risk. But, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of considerations uh, in that process. And, yeah, I think uh, every, every uh, software manufacturer is pushing a cloud migration. We've got the likes of, um, yeah, the AWSs, the Microsofts and Google all enticing customers to move to, to hyperscaler platforms. So we certainly seen a, a big wave of activity. And if anything, yeah, it's yeah. a skills deficit that stops people moving as well. You know, there's a, there's a bit of a fear of the unknown. Um, and yeah. choosing a safe pair of hands is part of that evaluation process. No, it's, it's actually very true. I mean, the skills gap is quite scary. But also when you, you mentioned the hyperscalers, you know, if you considered doing this, say, five years ago, it would be a different consideration today. You know, if you look at the market maturity and how many uh, hyperscalers are in the country at the moment, there's, there's quite a bit of capacity. So that makes a lot of sense for many people. And of course, the infrastructure that Dimension Data has had over the last few years, uh, and you've also scaled up considerably. Now, when you optimize, and often people talk about optimization and managing all of these things, how do you continue to optimize and manage your business when you're in the cloud? You know, that's obviously a consideration. The skills come into play as well, but you always want to continually reevaluate and optimize. Is that a challenge to do that in the cloud? Yeah, I think, you know, the one thing that I think clients often uh, 
don't follow through on is we, we build a business case prior to the migration to cloud. Now, often convincing the board uh, of the business case is, is a challenge. At a technology level, everyone uh, kind of has a sense that they need to move to cloud, but you've got to be able to articulate the business value. And often in building out that business case, uh, that, uh, that business case is used for the motivation to move to cloud, but often not revisited to, to, to check in and make sure that we're achieving the metrics that we set in that business case. And, uh, you know, mm. I suppose price and cost sprawl is a, is a challenge in, in, in the cloud environment because it's quite easy to spin up or to, or to sort of expand your infrastructure quickly and rapidly. But your cost containment has to be very tight around that. And, and one of the things that uh, we provide as, a, as, a, as part of our managed cloud service would be a cost optimization exercise. And you know, I'd suggest that uh, on, on average, uh, in the environments that, that we're, we're experienced uh, in, yeah, we can see 15 to 20% saving by doing those cost optimizations. Now, whether that's at a, at a VM where, uh, sorry, at a VM level, or at a disk level, or at a database level, there, there are various layers that you need to look at your application to do those cost optimizations. And the best, uh, you know, mm. I, I would say one of the guidelines, if you look at your infrastructure or your hyperscaler bill, if that bill is static over a period of time, then I would suggest that you are not adopting cloud economics and embracing the, you know, the benefits of cloud. Because what you should be seeing mm. is... Uh, a declining uh, cost optimization in terms of your hyperscaler if your if your workloads are static, well per unit growth associated with expansion, and uh, yeah I, I can assure you that most of the environments that we come across uh, there's a big opportunity for cost optimization, and revisiting that business case to say have we achieved what we what we set out to do, and that business case can also be related to you know opening new markets. I spoke about you know uh, e-commerce mm. uh, engagement. Uh, that might improve uh, client or revenue, uh, well, certainly revenue, but certainly client experience at the same time. So, so a number of yeah, metrics you yeah. set to to make sure that you're unlocking the value going forward. Now, that's that's interesting, and what I'm hearing from you as well there is that you've got to continually reevaluate what you're doing in the cloud, right? And that's what the optimization is about, because you're going to find that you're going to have to, you know, fine tune something on this side or change something on that side, and and I guess there are pitfalls when it comes to this particular journey. It's it's never an easy journey because of the complexity of doing IT today. I mean, it's as as simple as that. What would you say are those pitfalls? that uh, people should consider when they're embarking on this particular cloud journey? I think um, a couple of points. Like, yeah, I might have touched on them, so excuse any repetition if, if I do. But the, the, the first would be, you know, is, is your code ready for cloud? So how much custom development have you done in hacking certain systems together? What's your, what, what are those interfaces like? Are they clean? And, and, you know, are you ready? So there, there'll probably be some pre-cloud migration uh, activity that needs to take place. So almost getting yourself ready for cloud. Um, the second thing is that uh, is specking your, your infrastructure and making sure, you know, to the point I made earlier, that your bandwidth and that your VM and your capacity and your disk are all optimized to support the application. And more importantly, Either the client or your end your end user experience, so that uh, you know you don't compromise that. Because what you don't want is post migration is a whole lot of kickback from business or client because you have performance issues. So proper planning there, 
Um, and then I think the, the element uh, of, uh, of training. Okay, so if business processes are going to change or if there are different ways of operating that need to be introduced into the business, you know, let's make sure that uh, uh, I will tell you that the first item that gets scratched off a project plan in terms of a cloud migration is change management. So, mm. uh, yeah, many organizations think, well, look, you know, I don't need, I don't need change management. I will, I will instruct my business on how they are going to use the new system. And that's, uh, I would suggest, is, uh, is a footfault. Um, change management is really important. And we've got to get the users, be they end users or your own staff, to embrace the system. And, and uh, so change management, I would, I would really look hard at. Uh, data. Data is the other area. Very few organizations who don't have uh, data issues in terms of you know, quality, standards, uh, duplications. Uh, you know, you've got stuff that has been in systems for years and needs to be, be tidied up. So, so those would be the, the, the kind of the pitfalls. And I think uh, one last comment would be, you know, once what gets you to cloud doesn't keep you there, to your point earlier, it's a, it's a process, not an mm. event. You've got to continually, you know, you, you don't get fit and stay fit. You've got to keep working at, uh, at, at optimization. And uh, yeah, just to, to look at those systems continually and embrace new, new stuff because often, uh, you can save to spend. So whatever you can optimize will enable you to deploy another feature. Um, and, and that kind of is part of that business case as well. She's great advice. And isn't it amazing, Brent, when you talk about digital transformation, I mean, this is another form of digital transformation, but the, the, the factor of people that comes into the equation over and over again, that you need to get the buy-in for the success of the project. You can spend as much as you want if you don't get the people and the buy-in and that factor right then you know the project's just simply going to fail yeah. some great tips and advice there brent flint who is the head of enterprise applications at dimension data thank you so much for joining us on this episode of what's next great Aki. thank you for having me and it is a pleasure to be here thank you hey.